Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Joining us on The Roy Green Show now is the Israeli ambassador to Canada, Ambassador Ido Moed. The ambassador has been with us his fourth visit to the program, and we greatly appreciate that. His first appearance with us was when he was the ambassador-designate, and that was on the 7th of October, which was... uh, Ambassador, I can only imagine how difficult that would have been for you to to join us that day. And so much has happened, and so much is is still going on. Um, and I want to ask you about that. But before I do, and thank you for coming on today, but would you just please share your thoughts on the significance of Remembrance Day? You have IDF forces um, in action now. What is Remembrance Day? What 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 does it mean to you personally? Uh, thank you, Roy, for having me. Appreciate it very much. Uh, yes, this is a special day today, uh, commemorating those who uh, fell in battle. Um, we, to me, and I think to all, most of our listeners, it would signify the fact that we have to value very much what we have today, the freedom and liberty, uh, the society, democratic society that we have. Um, and understand that a part of it is also due to the sacrifice that some people made in the name of their country because they understood that, just as Prime Minister Netanyahu just said, there is a time for peace, but there is also a time for war. There are times when evil is coming and we have to confront it. And that means also that we have to uh, understand that we may need to sacrifice lives for that. And that is horrific uh, for all of us to contemplate and to comprehend. But our countries, our societies, our democracies are there because we believe that that is the right way that humanity should conduct itself. And there are evil players around the world who feel otherwise, who want to oppress, who want to destroy, who want to kill, who want to eliminate others and don't give them, not give them the right to exist. And so Remembrance Day is a very special day. We also commemorated last week the 30th day of the attack that is part of Jewish tradition to go from the stage of mourning to sort of going back to routine, but we can't go back to routine because there are 239 hostages held in Gaza. Um, Kfir Bibas is a 10-month-old baby that is held there captive. He's the youngest captive. And together with him, there are 238 other hostages that we have no idea about their their fate, their health, their uh, well-being. There's no access to the Red Cross, and nobody knows what's going to happen to them. And there is... Uh, we what we are calling for is an international effort to liberate them, to free them as soon as possible, unconditionally. Ambassador, um, would you speak please to the IDF actions in Gaza and the international reaction that we've seen and we're seeing, condemning Israel in public demonstrations, but as you said, uh, simultaneously, the demonstrators managed to omit any mention of the 1,400 Israelis and nationals from 33 countries 
who were brutally slaughtered by Hamas and the 240 hostages still being kept by Hamas, including those babies and civilians in ill health. But would you speak to the to the IDF actions and the the protests that are being experienced in many parts of the world? Um, I sense that these protests, um, some of it may be uh, based on sympathy to the Palestinians and uh, their plight, which is which is a political opinion, which you can understand, but a lot of it is based on pure uh, hate that is aimed not only at Israel, but at Jews in general. And the rise of anti-Semitism, which is, which is skyrocketing, is incredible. I think that uh, Prime Minister Trudeau also mentioned yesterday that uh, some of these actions are amount to terrorism, actually, when, when there are shots fired at Jewish institutions and Molotov cocktails hurled at buildings and death threats. And many of those um, incidents that are growing with the day, that's very, very concerning. We have to understand that uh, whatever happens in Israel is, uh, is not just it's not a political fight, actually, because you see that Hamas, steered by Iran, uh, is, is, there, is out to, to eliminate the state of Israel. Um, the president of Iran actually reiter, reiterated it today at a summit in, in Riyadh, saying that Palestine should be from the river to the sea. And this is exactly the chant that you hear a lot of people repeating here. It's about the annihilation of the Jewish state. And so it is very concerning and very worrying that there is such a rise, that's such a quick rise. And, um, of course, we call for action. We call for everybody to understand what we're talking about when we're talking about anti-Semitism. So we talk about education, we talk about law enforcement, we talk about um, interventions when necessary so that um, order will be maintained and people will, will not be harmed. I, I think it's very scary when I hear uh, stories about Jewish students that are afraid to go to campus, to classes, because they are being called out as Jews. This is very, very worrying. Um, so I see the link between that and what is happening now. And uh, when I hear that some of the protest is based on issues such as international law, well, I think that Israel has been very transparent in the way that it applies international law. Although I assume that many of the protesters have no idea what international law, the, the law of armed conflict, as it's called, uh, what it entails, actually, and what the law of proportionality and so on, they have no idea. But Israel weighs the outcome of an attack uh, against the number of, uh, against the, the, the potential uh, damage that may occur. And uh, when we know that the commanders who um, initiated the, the murder and mutilation and rape of so many thousands of Israelis, we know that we have to continue our work. We are weighing each and every attack separately. It's not a blanket decision, every and each attack. So, for example, there are talks right now about the Al-Shifa hospital in, in Gaza, uh, we are. There's a lot of misinformation about that. There is no siege around this hospital. There is a side that is open to one of the streets. 
Uh, we're speaking directly with the hospital staff. Um, we requested that we'll help them with uh, trans- uh, transporting babies and pediatric department and so to a safe hospital and we'll assist, it, we'll assist in that. So uh, much of the information that is spread out there and instigate many of those attacks is, is lacking, is not getting to where it should, and people actually base their protests on, on misinformation and disinformation. And that's also very worrying by itself. You posted um, an opinion piece by Jake Tapper from CNN on your Twitter feed. Um and I reposted it on, on mine. It's very interesting what Mr. Tapper points out, and that is that international media interviewed representatives of Hamas, and what they heard was, what the questions were asked about, why they don't use all those tunnels under Gaza to protect Palestinian citizens. And you can see the Hamas representative answering the questions right there on, on, on the screen with a translation. And the Hamas representative says, well, those tunnels are there to protect us from the airplanes, quote, unquote. And then he carries on to say, I think he was asked, well, why don't you create bomb shelters for the residents, for the Palestinians in Gaza? Why don't you use those tunnels for the the residents, the civilians of Gaza? And he said, the Hamas representative said, Oh, they're mostly uh, they're mostly refugees, so they're the responsibility of the United Nations, not us. But people don't hear that. No, that's, they're not aware of that. Yeah, that's very sad. Um, yesterday, um, Ambassador Adan, our ambassador to the United Nations, um, um, spoke before the Security Council about uh, about the situation and about the uh, medical aspects of, um, of, of how issues are taken care of. And you see that also in the United Nations, just as in some of the media, there is a very one-sided approach. So the United Nations Women Organization had not reacted at all, not said anything about the rape and about the sexual assault against Jew- uh, Israeli women. Not a word. Uh, UNICEF has not said a, a word about the 34 Israeli kids that are being held as hostages in the tunnels underneath the ground in Gaza for 34 days. Um, this, is, this is really unbelievable, but we, uh, we will prevail. We are determined to make sure that the Hamas rule will end in the Gaza Strip we are very determined also to, to, to make sure that their military capability will be destroyed and that the threat that emanates from the Hamas will be eliminated. Um, in doing that, we will take care uh, as much as we can of the humanitarian needs of the population by creating humanitarian corridors. As you know, uh, there are these pauses every, every day for four hours. And as funny as it's odd as it may seem, Israeli troops are protecting the Palestinians that want to move from the northern part to the southern part. In the last few days, about 200,000 of them left the northern part, and they were protected and shielded from Hamas by Israeli soldiers. Uh, we provide for the entrance of uh, humanitarian assistance as much as possible. There have been hundreds of uh, uh, shipments coming in. 
And uh, we are trying to do that while Hamas is doing exactly the opposite, and that is using the, the civilian population as human shield. And so also in, in, in the Gaza Strip, every now and then, you will see uh, Gazans trying to, to, to call for help. I saw a short video that I don't know, I cannot confirm that it's from Al-Shifa Hospital, but there was a nurse crying that she had to take care of um, a boy's broken leg without morphine because that was taken away by Hamas. And she really, uh, 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 she was appalled. She didn't know what to do, that, but she has, of course, to treat the kid. And, and she just advises everybody to run away and stay away. It's horrific, but Hamas is holding the Palestinians hostage. And if we are talking about liberating Gaza, it has to be liberation from Hamas, because the people of Gaza deserve a, a normal government that will take care of their interests and not abuse the monies and funds that came in to build this 500-kilometer network of tunnels. Should have could, had built houses and shelters. Could could the IDF be uh, carrying on the military operation in a different way? And I, I I don't quite understand all of the realities of the structure of of Gaza. I know it's very compressed with millions of people, but the the visuals of uh, civilians being killed and harmed and kids being hurt. That's very hard for people internationally to see. So, is there, would there be an? I don't. I'm not, is there a different way to 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 carry on the operation, or is this just? Is this military and Israel's doing everything it possibly can to limit the civilian injuries and casualties? Um, Gaza is the most densely populated area in the world, I think, and uh, it's a huge, huge challenge to uh, fight an organization, terror organization, a genocidal terrorist organization that also abuses their own people and, and uses them as, as, as human shields in the worst ways. Uh, but we have to fight it. So uh, you'll see uh, pictures emerging now of schools, uh, of classrooms, where just adjacent to the classroom, you'll find munition depots. You'll see uh, in the classrooms, by the way, plastic guns for kids to, to get used or to play with, which is, I don't think that's much of a toy. It does not help you to become more peaceful in your future. Peaceful in your future. Uh, they build, they dig the rocket launches underneath uh, kindergartens and schools and mosques. And so the, the question really is, militarily and also in terms of international law, how do you deal with a threat? The threat is there. Hamas launched 9,500 rockets into Israel. They have killed 1,400 civilians. They already reiterated they will do this again and again and again and again. They will not stop. So there is no other way but to eliminate the Hamas infrastructure, their leadership, and their, their, their weapons. And in order for us to do it in a way that will spare as many lives as possible, we have already sent out, dropped some, I think, some around 6 million uh, uh, pamphlets from the air. We've made thousands and thousands of calls to families to directly inform them or send them text messages to leave because we told them that their house are in danger and okay. their lives are in danger. Okay. 
Ambassador Lloyd, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we have about a minute. Uh, what, what is your message to Canadian Jews who are terribly, terribly concerned for their safety now? Could we, should we be doing more in this country? Uh, everybody needs to do more. It's not just Canadian Jews. I think that everybody has to understand what our values are, what do we stand for in society, and stand up for those values because this is the time. This is the time when freedom of speech and freedom of hate uh, are, are mixed and are confused. And I think that we all need to stand for each other. Okay. Jews, Muslims, Christians together and live and fight for our liberty and our democratic society. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.